So what are we talking about today? It's something that I have been interested in like a long time. I well first of all it's film photography and more specifically not just film photography but the actual film itself because I find that to be kind of like the most intriguing part about it is kind of like the application of the actual film itself like specifically 35 millimeter as you like to refer to it as 35 <laughs> mm um but yeah I think it's something that's super so by film you mean the film that goes into the camera the actual film that goes into the that camera captures the image that's right yeah so this is before digital photography came yeah. into yeah and it's actually made a big resurgence like a lot of people have been using a lot of photographers have been also shooting on film just because it's kind of like the original way of doing it and in my opinion it's kind of like the true way of doing it because it's takes a lot more patience and thought and stuff like that you know what i mean so it's a longer process it's a longer process i mean you have to take the photos and then you have to actually like get it developed and then you have to wait for your scans to come back you have to scan it you know what i mean it's it's kind of a longer process so you feel more involved in the process of capturing an image a lot more involved and that's what you find attractive that's what i find attractive and also like you know with digital cameras you snap a photo i mean you can snap like a thousand photos onto like an sd card you put it in your computer and like you're good to go yeah and i think film photography is like a lot more intimate and i also find it to be like fascinating how people have created film itself yeah. cuz film itself is once you actually kind of like learn about it and learn what goes into it it's like holy crap how did somebody figure this shit out cuz it's super i mean it basically is chemistry you know what i mean like interesting taking a photo on exposing on the film getting it developed like it's all chemistry which you don't really realize until you kind of do it yourself and then you're like holy shit like this is super intense how did somebody figure all this out interesting you know? all right let's take a step back for a second so tell me more about 35 mm uh film and and if i've ever uh taken a photo on that before I mean you probably have you have you ever had like a disposable camera? Yeah. Boom. That's 35 mm film. And I'm sure I mean you're what what are you 27? Yeah. So probably all the pictures of you as a child yeah. were yeah. on film in the late 90s. Late 90s. I mean even early 2000s. You know, yeah. I'm 24 and I definitely know my mom has like f- books and books of me as yeah. a little baby and up until I was probably like 6 or 7. Yeah. And all that was taken on film. So all the photographs taken at that time were on film and most likely on 35mm. Yeah. Millimeter. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say mm. Um yeah, I mean it's the most common film used from movies used 35mm. Oh really? Yeah. Um I mean huge movies like Dunkirk and all those IMAX that's not 35, that's 70mm which is something totally different, but yeah, like all movies used to be shot on 35 and still are shot on 35 um like amateur film photographers shoot on 35 
professional film photographer shoot on 35. It's just like the most common and you can get it easy. So that's what a reel is, right? A reel is like a a lot of 35mm wound up in a circle. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, I mean, what I find interesting is the science behind 35. Which, oh yeah, tell me more about that. So film is... Basically, photography is capturing light, right? You Capturing light? Capturing light. Oh, so wow. light projects onto people, plants, you know, whatever you're taking a photo yeah, of. Yeah. And whatever color the subject is, is like reflecting that color light. And that goes through a lens. And then the photons basically... Yeah, bun- bundles of light. Bundles yeah. of light basically get reflected through the lens onto a strip of film. And that strip of film is super sensitive to light. It has... Oh, interesting. Yeah. So how it works with film is the film itself has silver halide crystals in it, right. which are like super, super small pieces of like these yeah. silver chemical. I'm not like... Understood. I, I don't know like that super super insensitive about it yeah but yeah so basically i mean and they're like super small they're 50 times smaller than like the thickness of a hair piece of human hair which is crazy yeah. yeah so basically you have like a piece of plastic with an emulsion on it and these silver halide crystals are like suspended on the emulsion and the light basically charges them so Basically, it's like when light hits it, it changes. It goes from silver, like white or whatever, to dark. When you take a picture on film, it's it's always a negative. So it leaves a pattern on the film. Right. Because some parts of the silver halide get charged and others don't. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. And, it, and you can watch like a YouTube video about it. It's like extremely in-depth. Yeah. Like, if you watch a video about it, you'll be like, what the fuck? How did somebody even, like, figure all this shit out? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not, I, I had no idea. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I was, like, watching, I've watched a few videos about it, and it kind of goes way over my head because it's, like, literally just straight chemistry, you know? So these silver halide crystals basically are altered based on the light. So so what, what uh, I don't know if you know this, but what led to the invention of a film? Like, what drove the inventor a film to to start capturing uh, light and projecting it on so plastic. Before that, it was the camera obscura, you know, and that was even Isaac. It goes all the way back to Isaac Newton, right? Where Isaac Newton would create like a little pinhole. You would get, you would point it at something that was like filled with light. You know what I mean? Like a really bright yeah space. It basically would go through the pinhole and then it would reflect onto a wall or a piece of paper. And that's what Isaac Newton would would like create his sketches out of. You know what I mean? If he was sketching, I don't know, some bullshit. I don't even know. Yeah. But it basically he would use the camera obscura to reflect it onto a wall. And that's how he would like trace his images or whatever. So like... Photography basically has roots going all the way back to like the 1600s. But like actually taking a picture dates back to like the late 1800s. And basically this exact process, not the exact process, but a similar, very, very similar process 
was first on glass with like huge cameras. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had to take long exposures. It wasn't as sensitive as like film is today. So people had to like sit still and, you know, it's like a whole thing. And, but, that's, and then someone came up with film. And then somebody came up with film, which at first was like extremely dangerous because it was like super, super flammable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. But as time went on, they Have used... you watched Inglourious Bastards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they set up <laughs> yeah. the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they killed Hitler. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it was... Yeah, so exactly. Like, that was, like, super, super flammable. And it's not nearly as flammable now. I mean, it is still somewhat flammable, but it's not nearly as flammable. But with film photography, when you take a photo, it comes back as a negative. So if you take a picture of the sky and a tree with shade... The sky will be black and then the tree and the shade will be like white. So, yeah. So these little silver holly crystals, they get charged by light and um, you get a negative And through the developing process, through scanning, that's when you get like a positive image. Do you know how the development process works? Yeah, basically, I've only done it. I In college, I used to work in our school's like darkroom and I would oh, like wow. actually, um, I wouldn't develop photos but i used to do all the ratios for um like printing photos so after you like develop um, a piece of film you have to enlarge it which is basically exposing it again onto a piece of light sensitive paper which creates a print and then that's what i would do i would mix the chemicals so people could develop that print which is kind of like a whole which is like kind of like a second developing of yeah. like a printed is that the replicated is that, image that's the that's the most time consuming part of of film based yeah. photography right yeah i mean kind of it doesn't take that long but i think for you know a lot of people they develop they go out and they shoot several rolls and then they'll have like a darkroom day where yeah. they'll take like several rolls of film and develop it so yeah, yeah. if you take like multiple rolls of film and develop it. It is pretty. I see people. I, I in in when I see movies, I always watch people dipping um, a large piece of paper or yeah. f- photo paper in water. I I assume that that's what it is. Those are the chemicals. So that's what oh, I right. would do. I would mix those chemicals that people are dipping this piece of paper in, and yeah. that's not the actual piece of film. That's the process of replicating the image that's taken on yeah. the piece of film. So that. What you're talking about is ba- is kind of basically the same thing as like taking an image on film. It's just enlarging it so it's bigger than just like the small little frame. Yeah. And then um, developing that so you can actually see the image on this light sensitive piece of paper. So then you can kind of like replicate it and create like a bunch of different. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty intense. It is. So, it is. Yeah. All right. So my, I guess what this makes me curious about is. Of course, while I understand as a purist that people prefer or photographers prefer film-based photography over digital uh, camera-based photography, I'm just trying to figure out what is the the end result, the difference in the end result between film-based photography and digital photography. Is it worth the the effort that goes into the more conventional way of doing things? I don't think it's worth... I mean, it depends on who you ask. For me, it, it is. Because it's, A, it's like a more intimate experience taking an actual photo. 
And then, you know, you have to think about, you only have 36 exposures on a roll of film. So, and it, you know, a roll of film costs like, you know, anywhere from three to 10 bucks. Which is expensive. Which is pretty expensive for like. And then you need to have the dark room and that entire setup. Yeah. And then you have to like, yeah, basically you have to like pay for the chemicals. You have to pay for like that oh, whole wow. process. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people now, there's like labs that just, you know, you bring your canister yeah. of film. Yeah. And people will just like develop it for you. But that is, you know, fairly expensive too. Sounds like a photo studio. Yeah. That's yeah. what they used to be. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, those those labs use just like big machines that just like run it right through. And so it's not, I mean, that isn't that time, you know, consuming, but actually doing it yourself can be fairly time consuming. But there's basically like three, there's three different kinds of film. There's black and white, negative, color, negative. So you get like a negative color image. And then there's color positive, where like as soon as you develop it, you can see the images you hold it up to a piece of light as soon as it's developed you can see the images in like a positive image is that what a polaroid is yeah polaroid is basically that except you don't even have to like when when a polaroid like shoots out of the camera yeah you actually pull it out of the camera you're breaking the seal where emulsion just like runs down the image oh so it develops like right then and there right and that's why you shake it like people think that if you shake it it'll develop faster but that's just like not true at all oh really the best thing to do when you take a polaroid (laughs) is to just leave it alone and in like a dark space yeah and that's how you get like the best image out of a polaroid oh that's interesting yeah i know right i see people shaking it all the time like it yeah that's definitely not what you want to do so oh that's very cool yeah so so there's three types of film um and you know back in the day there used to be you know hundreds of different kinds of film manufacturers but you know since kind of like the age of digital that's kind of gone away. So there's like, you know, Kodak still makes film. Um, Elford makes film. Um, but movies are still shot on film, right? Yeah. I mean, some movies are shot on film, but I would say probably like a majority of film or a majority of movies are shot on digital now mm. just because it's more economical, yeah, yeah. you know, like one hundred foot roll of Kodak Vision 3, which is kind of like the most popular film stock is like 50 bucks and that's just like 100 feet which i think is like i don't know like maybe six minutes six minutes okay and so you know like big film productions they probably use tens of thousands of feet you know really so yeah so it's just like but like big big famous directors still use it like quentin tarantino still uses film oh really yeah so um, like django unchained django like all of his films were shot on oh film. wow yeah and is the final is that why the final product looks a little i don't know how to say it but you, you can notice a certain uh i want to say authenticity to quentin tarantino's films yeah and the way they come across uh they seem they seem a little more retro they seem they seem more handmade yeah you get what i mean yeah i mean that's what like when a lot of people take a photo on the digital camera they bring it into photoshop or lightroom or whatever they make it look more and they make it basically like what people's idea of what a good photo looks like is is basically like a film photo right so people take it into photoshop and yeah kind of emulate 
yeah. a film stock. That's so crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And like a bunch of, so every film stock has a different effect on colors and stuff. Right. You know, like Kodak, Portra 400, which is probably the most widely used film stock now, has a certain look that people like. You know, Fujifilm 400H has a certain look. And, and that's why people prefer different film stocks. So okay, so another. you're saying that every every manufacturer or every like make has their own effect on their films, right? Right. right. And is that because they're they're manufactured in different parts of the world? It's not because they're manufactured in different parts of the world, but I think that just has to do with you know the kind of emulsion they use oh their underlying technology yeah yeah just like how it's manufactured and that you know i'm sure that dates back like oh makes sense yeah like um uh kodak recently i think in like 2016 or 2018 or something like that they just brought back a film stock because people just loved the way it looked so oh, they brought really? it back for enthusiasts so they started manufacturing so they started manufacturing it again oh interesting yeah i mean film's coming back you know like kodak at one point was going bankrupt and kind of in like the last, you know, several years with the rise of millennial hipsters and all that stuff, yeah. it's kind of brought it back because Brooklyn, people want, basically. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn brought <laughs> back Kodak. No. But basically people kind of want that classic, you know, feel and authenticity. So, okay. So Kodak never got into the d- digital game, did it? Um, yeah. I mean, they do some digital stuff. Okay. So out of all the photographs you take, let's say, let's assume you take like 50 photos a week. I'm sure you take more digital photographs than, than film-based photo- photographs just because of the the time and the money and the effort yeah. that goes into I mean, I don't personally, but I could see how 95% of photographers probably take way more digital photos than they so, do. So, okay, so for you, when, what kind of a subject do you like to cover on film as opposed to on digital? Like, wh- what do you look at and go like, hey, that's something I want to capture in film and not on my phone? Um, me personally, I don't, I can't think of anything. I mean, I guess like fast moving things like a sports, you know, I'd probably want to, if I was shooting like a football game, I'd probably want to take it on digital because you can just snap off thousands of shots really fast. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I probably would want to shoot like a concert on digital. Yeah. Um, but in terms of just like, if I was just like walking around, you know, if I was walking around my city, then I would probably would have like a film camera with me much quicker than I would a digital camera. Just because it makes you, because like I said earlier, you only have 36 shots, you know, it's yeah. somewhat expensive. So each shot actually costs money. So you actually have to like think about what you're going to take. Do you think capturing other people on film is a more rewarding experience as opposed to uh, on your phone? Yeah. Other people, I mean like people, people, you know, like, um, or it's the same, whatever. I mean, it's hard to say, you know, there's definitely like a bunch of people that just like you, you snap a fuck ton of photos on your phone Yeah, and I'm and between the two of us, you're not a photographer, but I yeah. have a lot of experience in photography and I've been doing it since I was like, you know, 14. Yeah. And um, so I would much rather take a photo of something on my film camera just because it's, it just means a lot more, you know? And then, you know, when you get the film back from the lab and it's been scanned and 
you know, you put it on your computer and you look at the images, it's a lot more satisfying. Yeah. You know, especially because, you know, you can so, see the colors and all that stuff and it just, yeah, it's just like a lot more satisfying. In my yeah. Opinion. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, okay. So capturing photographs on film is cool and you get, you get like a physical copy of that mm-hmm. picture, right? Yeah. Like you have a hard copy. That yeah. I mean, you can, if you want. Yeah. I get my, when I get like film developed at a lab, I just ask them to put it on like a thumbstick. Oh really? You can do yeah. that too? Yeah. So they just, yeah. they scan what they develop? So yeah, they, they scan it. I mean, it costs more. It costs like a few dollars more and they scan it at the film lab. So you just get it on a thumbstick and then I'll put it on like my website. So like it's a high quality scan just yeah. so that ca- they capture yeah. Yeah. the film perfectly. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. So what, okay, so when you were growing up, did you know film or photography was something that like really spoke to you? And uh, how did the, how did you transition into uh I don't want to say this career path, but like like the the passion for for taking pictures and especially on film. So I always had like a passion for photography. You know, I got my first. I've always had cameras growing up. You know, I when I was a kid, I took like disposable pictures with a disposable camera that my mom would buy me or whatever. And then as yeah. I got a little older, I would get like digital cameras for Christmas. And then eventually, I got. Eventually in like high school, I think freshman year, I got my first DSLR, which is like a digital single lens reflex. And then um, I took photos of long time. I took photos of like friends when we were at like parties or whatever. And then, you know, my friend skateboarding and that's how I got into video. Um, but I like would a say, camcorder. Yeah. I mean, well, I would just take video on my DSLR because, yeah, you know, yeah. they have sure it's they pretty do good. both. Yeah. And it was pretty decent at the time. But um, but I would say around junior year, I was just like, you know, starting to get into film. And I remember I got like another, I remember I was at like uh, Walgreens one day and I saw like the disposable cameras and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then, you know, I finished the, I finished the role of film that was in the digital or that was in the um disposable camera. I took it to like the only photo developing lab in my city and I got it developed and I just instantly was like oh wow this is pretty this is like a lot cooler you know what I mean I just yeah. thought it was it just like more, more real. yeah it just like had a lot more stuff steps involved yeah. you know and I like tactile things you yeah. know what I mean I like like how you like watches I yeah. like watches for like the same reason it's yeah. like there's actual physical moving pieces inside of it yeah it's an actual you know what I mean? There's like a lot yeah. more to Com- it. Yeah, there's a complication. To there's it. a complication to it. And that's yeah. the same thing with film cameras. You know, there's when you expose a when you expose a frame of film, you actually have to like physically yourself advance the film forward to get yeah. the next frame. You know what I mean? There's like an, a much more tactile. So it requires a skill set and it requires um a much more involvement. Yeah, yeah. You have to be much more involved physically and mentally. So, in your opinion, keeping in mind that people are consuming more and more content than ever, right? Whether it's on Instagram or whether it's on Twitch or whether it's on like uh, TikTok or whatever. Um, 
just uh, because you're so passionate about this I, i guess i'd ask you what do you think the future of uh film and photography is you can start with film like do you think that film is making a comeback yeah i definitely think film is making a comeback i think you know there's a lot more music videos being shot on film oh really you know a lot of asap rocky's videos are sh- are all shot on film not all shot but there's a lot of asap yeah. rocky videos that are shot on film um you know there's a lot more you know there's just like a lot more applications of film in yeah. today's world than there were 5 years ago oh really yeah i think so because i think people came to the realization and it's like digital's cool but digital is replicating film you know so why don't we stand out from the yeah. crowd and why yeah. don't we just do something that's a little harder a little less common yeah and better know, product yeah and i think that's what you know i'm i'm a video editor that's yeah. my career but yeah. on the side i like to take photos and stuff like that and i think if you have two if you have my website and just some random other photographer's website and he shoots on all digital and I shoot on all film i think that there's kind of like a clear difference between yeah you stand out yeah i, I mean i i like to think so you know what i mean at least to the trained eye you probably stand out yeah exactly where i think somebody would look at it and be like oh this is like a well exposed image and not only is it a well exposed image but it's also well exposed on film yeah versus you know the other guy he could have just had all of his settings on auto yeah like where me. he's exactly yeah. it's like your phone <laughs> is on set on auto you know yeah. there's nothing manual about it yeah so even though you can frame and make a composition you might not know anything about photographic reciprocity which is yeah which is um like in in photography and in film with cameras there's three main settings there's ISO which is the sensitivity of the film itself yeah there's um your aperture which is there's like a little ring in a lens that lets in a certain yeah. amount of light so if it's at like f1.8 it lets in like a bunch of light and if it's at f22 it lets in very little light and then there's that and then there's the shutter speed so that's how fast yeah the the camera actually takes a photo and so that's light in Right. That's like the amount of time that yeah. the piece of film is it's actually exposed, exposed to yeah. the light. Okay. You know? So if if you have like a low shutter speed and somebody's running in front of the lens, you'll see like it'll be blurry. Yeah. But if you have like a really really fast shutter speed, it'll be like crystal clear if they're like capture running. the the running exactly. experience. Okay. Yeah. 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 So shutter speed, aperture and focal length is that what you said? Um shutter speed, aperture and ISO. ISO, sorry. Yeah, yeah, which is just like a standard for measuring how sensitive film is to light, but it's also even used in digital. You know what I mean? Like you can and that's kind of like the beauty of digital is that you can you don't have to buy a film stock that is already set to like 400 yeah. ISO or 800 yeah. ISO. It like is variable. So you can like choose what ISO you want. I think that was like a big thing when people were kind of getting into photo- uh digital photography versus like if there was a photographer who worked with film for decades and decades and then they started using a digital camera they probably were blown away by the fact that they could just change their ISO like just like that yeah that's pretty cool you know 
because you don't need to just like buy something and then it's locked in. And then that whole aspect is like, you know, because if you have a certain ISO, then you just have to change your aperture and your shutter speed, you know, so you have less kind of to work with. And I think that was probably why a lot of people moved over to digital is that not only is it economical, but you can just like change your ISO. You can just have all three of these settings at your, yeah. at your, you know, yeah. use whenever, whenever you want. You can try different combinations. And exactly. Just, yeah. First there was film, then came digital. Uh-huh. What's next? What is, I don't know, freaking VR or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Where is the... Uh, what is the innovation hotspot in, in photography? Like, where do people think that uh, the technology or or the art of taking pictures is going? I think that there will be... I think the pinnacle of cameras and whether it's, um, you know, a digital camera for photos or, like, an actual, like, cinema camera that they shoot movies with, I think that the end point will be not the end point but i think a huge kind of like milestone in that will be when like the most trained eye wouldn't be able to tell if it's on yeah digital or if it's on film yeah. because you know makes sense i can tell most of the time but there i'm sure i'm are some people that will be able to tell like way better than i could you know yeah. i'm sure there are some photos that i'd be like oh yeah that was shot on film and then but it wouldn't be it would be shot on digital yeah. but i think that once digital completely replicates film i think that'll be like a big milestone you know because that's what digital is trying to do yeah it's just trying to replicate film because that's what people's base idea is everybody's seen a movie shot on film everybody's seen a photo shot on film and I would say nine out of 10 people would probably think that's a better looking image or that's a better looking movie because it was shot on film. You know, it just interprets, it interprets color better. It interprets shadows better, you know, highlights better. Yeah. It just, in my opinion, it just, it just looks so much better. And I think people still shoot on film because it is the true idea of what people think when they see like a photo, you know? So they're still trying to make film better and better, even though digital yeah. is so prominent. Yeah. There are people enthusiastic enough to spend time and money and, yeah. and research hours yeah. to make the process of capturing images on film yeah. better and easier. Yeah. And not only better, but like interesting, like there's um, a company called um, camera dactyl and, it's this one guy and he basically 3D prints film cameras and sells them on his website. And it's kind of like a bare bones film camera. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles of some, you know, it doesn't have like a light meter. It doesn't have all the like the crazy metal gears inside. It's just all 3D printed. And I mean, it's pretty cool. It's just but like, it works. but it works. And that's, you know, that's kind of like and the, it's cheaper, I would imagine. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper than, you know, he creates like medium format cameras he creates you know a bunch of different kinds of cameras and it's all 3d printed and it just i mean it still creates an image and it's fun to shoot with so you know are there not? any cultures across the world that are more um more open to film-based photography as opposed to others like is you know japan is super into film photography japan has like 
like hundreds of camera shops that are just filled with like antique cameras, vintage cameras, rare oh, nice. cameras, everything like that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And there's this actually there's this company called Japan Camera Hunter where it's this like British guy that went to that now lives in Japan and he created this um you know this company and they they started making their own film but another huge aspect of their business is like curating all these like old rare really mint condition cameras that you just yeah. like really don't see anymore and i think that's pretty cool you know what i mean i think it's really cool that somebody would spend pretty much their career trying to find these old cameras that people just don't use anymore and, yeah you know what i mean and, and putting them up for sale so people can you know use them again I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is that they, at some point, have either taken a picture on film or been captured in a picture on film. You know, unless you're some baby that was born in 2010, (laughs) you know, parents didn't give a shit about film or like whatever. Probably not. But if you were born before 2005, you probably have been in a film or been around film and you just didn't realize it. Yeah. And you... I. Much like myself, I don't think a lot of people realize how how complicated and how how well engineered those little cameras were. Seriously, and that's the that's the thing that's crazy about film is that it's art through chemistry. You know, I mean, yeah. some people don't see photography as art, but I definitely see photography as art. Yeah, and it's art through chemistry and film is the purest form of that art i think film is the purest form and i'm kind of you know i like doing an old style of doing stuff you know i think kind of doing it like i think that there's kind of like a golden age for everything and i think the golden age of photography was definitely in the film era yeah so much the digital the digital era and some people might disagree and that's all good (laughs) <laughs> but I definitely think that fucking idiots. <laughs> I definitely think that film just has a better look. And if you're a photographer and you've never shot on film, I would say that's a huge aspect of photography that you are missing out on because it really truly forces you to understand it to a whole new level, you know? Because some people are photographers and just set their digital camera on auto. Yeah. And they call it a day. Yeah, but you can't do that on film, and I think it's super important to understand how it actually all works. 